Miracy. Hey, I'm Chaba Borzachi, and you're listening to Making It. I help heart-centered entrepreneurs engineer profitable marketing funnels and persuasive sales messages so they can create consistent cash flow while impacting more people around them. I started learning English when I was like five years old. I started watching Cartoon Network. We didn't have it, but a friend of mine had it. And uh, it was funny because some of my family members were actually ridiculing me like, oh, why are you learning English? Like, what are you going to use English for? Like, why? You should just learn how to, you know, I come from a rural part. So you should learn how to milk a cow or something like that. So I was always interested in, in doing something that other people weren't doing. And this early on brought me to read more stuff about psychology. Even in my early teens, I was reading stuff about psychology, about philosophy, um, certain you know novels and books that um, weren't really popular, especially in school. And um, because of this, I kind of felt like a black sheep, to be honest. But I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I just uh, it was my happy place. I think it was sometime in my teen years during school when there were some school competitions. Basically, you could volunteer to be a part of a group of your school, which would compete against other people in all sorts of fields like math and geography and English and psychology. And I volunteered to be a member of the group when it comes to English and when it comes to psychology. So I think that was the first proper time when I use this. But even before that, I think I was just using it instinctively in my life to just analyze people, to just try to figure out how people make decisions. It was something that I was always, always, always interested in. So it's no wonder how I ended up in the world of direct response copywriting and persuasion psychology. Pretty early on, I think I realized that I wanted to be someone who influences people. And I talked about this with my paternal grandmother, actually, who unfortunately died pretty soon when I was like only 13 years old. She was one of the only people who actually was very interested in what I was thinking about life, about the world. She was a philosopher, I would say. And um, since I come from Eastern Europe, from Romania, from the Transylvania region of Romania, who grew up as an ethnic Hungarian, as a minority, you know, most people who live there, you know, they don't want to risk things in life. They don't want to be entrepreneurs. They don't want to just stand out from the crowd. And in fact, you know, standing out from the crowd was, uh, was dangerous because the secret police would take you away. So the Securitate basically was a governmental organization in communist Romania, which was notorious for taking you away if, uh, well, notorious for spying, for getting people uh, hooked into the system so that they basically rat on others. And because of this, most people were terrified of it. So they would just instruct family members to just keep quiet, even indoors, because you never know if your apartment was bugged or somebody was watching you or something like that. So this grandmother was the only one who actually really deeply cared about what I was up to in terms of, you know, you know, deeper stuff, deeper, deeper mental stuff as well. So I told her that I wanted to be someone who teaches people and influences people. After school, I went to university. At first, I wanted to do a degree in psychology, but 
my parents and lots of other people were telling me, oh, why not get a real job? So ultimately I was persuaded. So I did a degree in um, economics instead. I mean, it was called management basically, but it was more like macroeconomics and marketing and stuff like that. But after I finished that, I started the, the, the master's degree for the same, you know, the, the second stage of this degree. And uh, in parallel with that degree, I also started the bachelor's in psychology because I felt like I just have to do it. So I started one in, in cognitive psychology. Then after I finished, uh, I did some research at the university under my professor. Then I wanted to apply for a PhD, multiple places, but unfortunately I didn't get in to the places that I wanted to. And then after a few months of trying, I said, you know, let's try my luck in the public sector. So then I went to work for IBM, like typical corporate job. After it, I was uh, a salesperson, like a direct salesperson for a wealth management company. After that, we started to build a company with a few friends building websites, but that didn't really pan out. And then I became a freelance copywriter and then I became a business owner. And now I sell my own you know, information products when it comes to copywriting and marketing and email marketing. So when I started working as a copywriter, I started on Upwork and I was as clueless as it gets. I basically gave myself two weeks to just get my hands on any potential training or resource that I could get my hands on. I reached out to all sorts of friends. Some of my friends were already working as copywriters in Upwork. And they also helped me with lots of tips and insights and tricks and resources as well. But I gave myself two weeks and then I said, okay, now it's time to land a client. And I think I managed to land my first client in like one week or something. So it wasn't like terrible, but it was a sex shop actually. And my job was to write product descriptions for all sorts of male sex toys and sex enhancement thingies and all sorts of things that are probably not to PG, but I definitely learned the concept of writing desire building bullets when it comes to this gig. And then, you know, I also started lending more clients. Then I started working with a, a watch brand who were doing a Kickstarter campaign. And I think this was like one and a half months after I started working as a freelance copywriter. And by that time, I already realized that emotional copywriting and conversational marketing are very, very powerful. And uh, that's why I took a part in developing their Kickstarter campaign and just one email I wrote about that that brand that you know used stories about the founder's grandfather and how the grandfather valued all the things that this watch is supposed to represent that email just crushed all our expectations and originally of course there were many people working on this project not just me but the original project goal I think was $40,000 and I think we ended up with $102,000. So considering the scope of the operation, it wasn't that big, to be honest. And we didn't really run many paid ads or maybe anything at all. But still, like 2.5x, uh, I think it was pretty good back then. To me, making it means that I have control over my life and I can experience the freedom and the autonomy to do things how I would like to do them, when I would like to do them, focusing on the things that I like to focus on. There are two memories I have that qualify as making it for me, that qualify as huge milestones. The first one, when I made my first ever digital sale, and I think it was only $49, I launched uh, an email marketing course, like a 
an introductory email marketing course. And when I got my first Stripe notification, it was out of this world. So that will forever feel like I made it. But the other thing that felt like I made it is last year in 2022, when I created my current magnum opus program, which is called Breakthrough Conversions Academy. And I managed to beta launch it with like 40 high quality people. And they went through it and gave me amazing feedback, video testimonials, all that good stuff. And then even Brian Kurtz, who is like a legend in the world of direct response copywriting, and also Kevin Rogers, who is one of my personal mentors, the founder of Copy Chief, Kevin Rogers, they both agreed to do guest trainings in my program because they also liked it so much. So that was a feeling of like, yes, I think I made it. It's very easy to get distracted nowadays. We have all sorts of tech tools and, and tactics and AI tools and all sorts of marketing automation. But ultimately, it's people talking to other people. And uh, people buy from other people they know, like, and trust as well. So I would say just talk to people. Just try to be helpful. Try to give them value. And great things are going to happen to you because of this. I'm Chaba Borzashi, and you've been listening to Making It. If you go to gameofconversions.com forward slash memoirs, then I've put together a free seven-part course for you that basically breaks down the biggest insights I've learned after breaking down 100 world-class sales letters in 100 days. Thanks again for listening. Chabo out. Making it as part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Course Lab and Just Between Coaches. This episode of Making It was produced by Danny Bermant and Jeff Govertson. Cynthia Lamb is a supervising producer. Danny Innie is our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. So you catch the great episodes that are coming up on Making It, go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It's the best way to help us get these ideas to more people. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.